And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. All right. Yes, 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 yes. I know I said we were going to take a break this week, and we are. But. But. Every now and again, plans have to change a little bit. Hello, everyone. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hutt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. We are live, uh, broadcasting to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube, and uh, and if if you're with us live, the chat's open. Uh, we're also available. This show is available as a podcast, so if you've got uh, a, a preference on a podcast player, you can listen to us that way. And um, <clears throat> I wasn't going to do this. I, we, like I said, we were going to take the week off. So uh, let's uh, let's get into this. The the ch- like I said, the chat's open. You can leave a comment if you're not with us live, and um, you can always leave us an email as well. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. and we've got a newsletter uh, for those of you who want to sign up for that. I I every now and again when I have five minutes that I can carve out, I'll put a newsletter out. I need to be better about that, but um, <clears throat> we we got uh, we got news over the weekend. The announcement from the BBC that we've got a new doctor. The fourteenth doctor has been announced, uh, and it's it was one of those surprise announcements ahead of the BAFTA Awards. This is the the British Film and Television Awards, and the new doctor is uh, he's a young one. He's he's young. He's very very young. His name is Shuti Gatwa, and unless you've watched Sex Education, nobody knows who this guy is. Which I think maybe kind of might be okay. Uh, we're gonna get into that a little bit. I see uh, I see Dave in the chat. I see Olin. Uh, Olin, I don't think I've seen you here before. Welcome. Uh, we we always like having having newcomers to the show. Uh, I see uh, Dave there saying hello. Uh, and yes, plans do evolve. Olin asks, what do you think of Shudi Gatwa? I'm personally a fan of his. He has some brilliant stuff under his belt. I cannot wait to see the new vi- vision the props team will have for the show, especially the sonic screwdriver. And that is going to be... Uh, an interesting, an interesting bit, sure, uh, to see what uh, what costume he wears. I mean, he could do a he could do a rainbow colored coat like uh, like Six did. But it's interesting that they've got this guy who's a relative unknown. I mean, if you look at his IMDb uh, listing, there's not a whole lot on it. 
Sex Education is his breakout hit. He plays the best friend to Asa Butterfield's character. Uh, and and I hear positive things about that show, especially with Gillian Anderson's performance. I haven't watched the show. I don't have any interest in the show. I'm not a big comedy guy. Hello, Mazerus. I see you there in the chat. Hi, Keely. Okay. Let's let's get into this because it's such a surprise to a lot of people. Still not ginger. But I want to point out a few things in this announcement that we didn't get or that we got differently when Jodie Whittaker was announced to be taking the role. Very interesting stuff. At least I think so. I don't know. Mrs. Boss there in the chat being uh, being Mrs. Boss. All right, so who is this guy? Well, let, let's, first, let's first look at how the news broke. The trade publications all having the different, uh, the different headlines here. Deadline, new Doctor Who revealed. Sex education star Shudi Gatwa will replace Jodie Whittaker. All right. This is uh, Hollywood Reporter. Sex education star Shudi Gatwa named next Doctor in Doctor Who. And Variety, new Doctor Who revealed sex education star Shudi Gatwa confirmed by BBC. Now, here's my question. What do you notice about these headlines in these trade publications that might be missing? Now, the other other media has has made mention. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But you have these three: Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, and Variety, where the, are the big trade publications for the Hollywood industry. And nowhere in any of these articles, at least the headlines. We'll get into the article stuff in a minute. The headlines make no mention. Of the fact that Shudi Gatwa is black. Now, a lot of people figured it was inevitable. Okay. Especially given that we've had now a female doctor. And we've had, if if you go with the fugitive doctor played by Joe Martin, we've had a black female doctor already. However... There are a lot of people that look at the Timeless Child storyline and that whole business about all of these other doctors and everything and the origin of the doctor and just the, you know, the fact that William Hartnell is no longer the first doctor and a lot of people just checked out. Doctor Who is dead. Doctor Who's done. I'm, I'm finished with Doctor Who. So when we heard that Russell T. Davis was coming back, some ears perked up. Hang on. What does this mean? It's an interesting question. Uh, Eric in the chat says, I looked forward to Jody being the Doctor, but the writing killed the show for me. I'm trying to regenerate myself into giving Doctor Who another chance. 
I and Olin makes a point that it's it could be a brilliant decision. David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi were all unknowns. They actually weren't. Um, they might have been a little unknown prior to uh, playing the Doctor in the U.S., but uh, Capaldi had Capaldi especially had had some exposure prior to Doctor Who. One of the reasons why they were people were so surprised that he was going to play the Doctor was the fact that he had played such a foul mouthed character on the on the show that he was on before that. And how will he play a character that doesn't drop f bombs every every five minutes? What's up with that? Tennant was known. All uh, Matt Smith probably was the least known of the three. Um, but, uh, and yes, Mazers, Capaldi had appeared in, uh, in the Pompeii episode for, for Tennant's run. And a lot of people made, made hay with the fact that, oh, hey, he's wearing, he's wearing a face that he's seen before. And there's all sorts of story potential there, especially given that Tom Baker came back as the curator and he said, you know, every now and again, we'll revisit some familiar faces, some favorite faces, right? But when they announced Jodie Whittaker, there was a shift. There was a shift in perception of the show, and there was a shift in the way the show was marketed and promoted. And getting back to the headlines here, they're not playing up the fact that we're getting a black doctor. Now, It is mentioned in the articles that he's going to be the first black actor to play the doctor. Okay. It's, that's, it's normal and, and natural that you would mention it. And that's all they do. Here's a, here's a Coventry Live has an article, and I'm not sure where this is based out of. It's, it's in, it's in uh, the UK so, somewhere. Uh, but this is a rather extensive article about uh, about Shudi Gatwa. It says here, uh, new Doctor Who, Shudi Gatwa lights up the BAFTA's reaction. And this goes into, it's very extensive, it's a long article. I'm not going to get into all of it. But it does show, you know, it does quote various different uh, interviews and some different appearances. You know, he, was, he and, and Davies were on the red carpet at the BAFTA's. And I'm sure they made this announcement so they could get they could maximize their coverage at the BAFTAs because, oh, hey, now you're the new Doctor Who and we're all talking about Doctor Who at the BAFTAs now. That's very smart marketing. It's very sharp. And I, th- I have a theory that I want to get into in a, in, a, in, in a little bit as to why maybe they're doing it the way that they're doing it. Because all of the coverage so far and all of the excitement and everything in the press releases and all of the public relations stuff and all of the promotions, all of it so far has been about his talent, has been about the awards that he's been nominated for, the, the awards he's, he's won, his training as an actor. Yes, they mentioned he was born in Rwanda. He grew up in the Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh area in Scotland. So he's Rwandan, Scotland, uh, Rwandan Scottish. I'm not sure exactly how that works. 
but they're not making a big deal over the fact that he's black, which is good. Don't get me wrong. This is, this is an excellent start to the promotion of the 14th Doctor. And Gatlin himself is saying some of, some of all of the right things here uh, because he's kind of an unknown. Now, we knew that Peter Capaldi was a huge Doctor Who fan. Everybody knows about his correspondence into the various different fan publications and all these different things. We don't, we don't know very much about this guy. And he said... Everybody's been a fan. This is such an iconic thing. This is, you know, this show has been around forever. And now he gets to play the the role and he's he said and I think he's been I think he said this at the Baptist. He said, "Quote, this role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself, and each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege with the utmost care." You could argue that some have have cared a little bit more than others, but that's that's a different thing. Continuing here, he says, I will endeavor my utmost to do the same. Uh, he described his emotions as a mix of deeply honored, beyond excited, and of course, a little bit scared. Which, yeah, I would be too. Uh, I mean, if if you're looking at playing such an iconic character... As the doctor, uh, you have uh, you have a big responsibility here, and you know people have asked him if he's going to try to imitate any performances that have come before, and he's like, no, he's, he, for the most part, he's going to pretty much make it his own, which is smart. You know, carve out your own space, and that way you don't get compared. Uh, a lot of people compared Capaldi to uh, to Tom Baker. And to uh, John Pertwee and to Sylvester McCoy, all, all these all these older doctors from the past uh, in terms of some different things. And Capaldi himself even brought in various different aspects of the performances from from other uh, from other actors playing the role, which was good at the time. It was smart. It was it was good to see that it was fun. It was a it was a fun callback. It was very clear that Capaldi was a fan. And we'll see. We'll see. He's he's saying a lot of the right things, at least for now. Uh, because he's talking about the work. Uh, he says, quote, Russell T. Davies is almost as iconic as the Doctor himself, and being able to work with him is a dream come true. His writing is dynamic, exciting, incredibly intelligent, and fizzing with danger. An actor's metaphorical playground. The entire team have been so welcoming and truly give their hearts to the show. And so as much is, as it's daunting, I'm aware I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the Doctor, I may only have one heart, but I'm giving it all to this show. So far, now I know it's only been a weekend, but so far, he's saying the right things. This show means a lot to a lot of different people. There's a history here. 
Uh, he recognizes that the Doctor is, is an iconic character. He recognizes that Russell T. Davies is significant in the history of the show because Davies brought it back in 2005. And if you haven't seen it yet, I would, I would say go look at Clownfish TV's uh, uh, video on this. Neon did a video on it over the weekend. And he points out that Davies coming back is likely part of certain production companies sitting here saying, fix it. Because the, the ratings and the, the viewership numbers, the audience numbers, are the lowest they've ever been under, under Chris Chibnall and, and Jody Whittaker in the role. Nobody's watching the show. A few people are watching the show. I checked out after the first episode of Jody's Run because, not really, not really because bad, eh, a lot of people have said that Jody's Run has been boring more than anything else. The writing has just really let her down as a performer. And seeing a few clips, I can, I can see a little bit of that. But I checked out because they were marketing Jody's Run ahead of her appearance, ahead of her premiere. They were marketing her run in such a way that I completely lost interest in the show. It's the same kind of marketing they did with Captain Marvel, with Brie Larson. Because they come in and they say, oh, it's about time. And sure, they're playing on words because it's a time travel show. But it's about time, and it's her story. And they made it all this big deal about the fact that the Doctor was going to be female. And, quick side note, They've been talking about a female doctor at least as far back as Tom Baker's run because when he was getting ready to be done, he even mentioned the possibility then that the doctor could be a female. So it's not outside the realm of possibility and hasn't been for a long time. But in this day and age, modern era, the way things are, you got to make a big deal out of the identity of whoever, of whatever project. And that was the that was the thrust of the marketing for Jody's run. It was the same kind of thing when you saw uh, the interviews going ahead of the first season of Picard. They definitely say, you know, they made a point of saying, yes, we're going to get into politics. This is all about Trump and Brexit. And I don't I don't I don't care for that. That's not what Star Trek is about. That's not what Doctor Who is about. It doesn't it doesn't matter as we've seen in the past, it doesn't matter who's playing the Doctor so much as what kind of stories we get with that Doctor. Right? I mean, isn't that, isn't that what we're here for? Is good storytelling... Uh, Mazur says Russell was very good at plot twists, very J.K. Rowling gotcha plot twist during the Tenant era, as opposed to Ryan Johnson's gotcha plot twist. <laughs> yes. Uh, Thomas Hooker, greetings from Britain. Good to see you. Olin is in Ireland, by the way. Uh, Eric says, if Doctor Who can be fixed, there's hope for some of our other icons. Thomas says, I'm at a point now where it's best to stick to the things you love most about Doctor Who, even if it's beyond the new and classic series. The, the thing is, 
Um, fixing things, and, and and I think your mileage may vary when it comes to what needs to be fixed, what can be fixed, what should be fixed. And and my my dad likes to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And a lot of that is, you know, find what works, find what doesn't. Now, Doctor Who's run with Jody and, and Chris Chibnall as the showrunner clearly wasn't working for a lot of people. And the timeless child is the big hang-up. That's the thing that if Davies comes back, there's already been speculation as to whether or not he's going to retcon the timeless child. Hello, Creators Outlet. Good to see you in the chat. We wonder, fans are wondering, are we going to get a retcon and add whatever whatever that timeless child stuff was turns out not to be true. Because as much as story continuity is a thing for a lot of these shows, especially in the beginning, story continuity wasn't a thing at all. I mean, Star Trek, same way. There was there was no consistency until there was a consistency. And, and you have to either bend over backwards and really twist up in knots to get something to work, or you just completely ignore it. And sometimes it's best to just completely ignore it. Uh, Thomas is a writer. He says, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not allowed to say much about the stuff I'm doing with BBV, uh, which uh, BBV Productions has been around for about 30 years, making Doctor Who spinoff films and audio dramas. Is, is, that, that's, is, uh, is Big Finish part of that, or is that a different thing? Um, he says he can't talk about one project. It was called Forbidden Unknown. It's a sci-fi horror inspired by H.P. Lovecraft and his stories. That's very cool. Uh, made a trailer for it. Should be posted on BBV's YouTube channel at some point. Well, we will take a look at that. We'll we'll see uh, we'll see what we can find on that. That that sounds exciting. We we're big Lovecraft fans here. Mr. Harvey and I actually even adapted a Lovecraft story as a short film. Uh, we took uh, the statement of Randolph Carter and made a movie out of it. Anyway, so so this. This initial thrust into the promotions of the of the new show, the new series, they're saying the right things. Shooty's a fan. Shooty understands the responsibility. He understands the popularity of the character, the iconicness of the character. And I think with Davies coming back, and and as Neon said, I think there is a mandate from on high to fix what's broken, what's perceived to be broken. And whether that mandate is coming from the BBC or if it's coming from Sony, that's a question that should be answered. Because you can, you can talk all you want about what you want to do with the show, but the proof's in the pudding. What do you actually do with the show? What kind of stories are we going to get? And and until we start seeing stuff in 2023, 
everything is everything's up in the air. Everything's speculation at this point. You've got people who are assuming that it's going to be garbage. You've got people that are kind of in a wait and see mode. It's too early to tell. There are some people who think it's 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 fantastic. It's, it's a great idea. Your mileage may vary. I don't know. Uh, Owen asks. If we have any Doctor Who props, managed to get my hands on a th- on three 11th prop replicas from Rubber Toe and CT. Um, do we have props? I do. I've got a few. I've got a few Sonics. Um, they're over. Let me see if I can reach. Because I'm wearing my cans today, my big headphone cans. Let's see if the cord will reach that far. I think it might. Hang, hang, hang in. Okay, so I do have I do have three Sonics. I got uh, I got uh, this one. I think that's threes, threes or fours. I've got tens Sonic, and then I've got eleven. Is that elevens? No, that's tens. That thing just busted open on me. All right, that's I got that's that's tens. That's elevens, right? Okay, all right. And there's a cookie jar around here. When you open it up, it plays the TARDIS uh, uh, sound, so uh, everybody knows when somebody's getting into the cookie jar. Um, We've got the cardboard stand-up TARDIS that we used to take out to events. And eventually, one of these days, if we ever get back to events, we'll probably take that back out and and get there. So Um, I don't know what other Doctor Who props that I've got around as far as, like, props go, but... uh, there's that. Thomas says, BBV is a completely separate. It's been around longer than Big Finish. was started in 99. Okay, BBV. I think I've heard of it. Um, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I will definitely check out that, that trailer for the new stuff. And yes, as Mrs. Boss points out, we did talk a little bit about Lovecraft uh, two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about the legacy of Neil Adams. And tonight, we've got a new H2O podcast. We'll be talking about the legacy of George Petteris, which I I don't want to make a habit of doing every night, uh, every show, talking about somebody who's passed away. So you, you, you people need to stop. You need people to stop dying. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. We will be back with more live from the bunker right after this. Stand by. Sci-Fi For Me Radio, where all of us are madmen in a box. It's like, okay, hold on. You've got somebody, and all he does is put on some glasses and slicks back his hair, and nobody knows who he is. Nobody recognizes him. It's, 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 it's like that, that, uh, that scene in, in the Green Lantern movie where she looks at him and is like, How? You know, like, you just put on a mask and you expect me not to recognize you? The H2O Podcast, Monday night at 8, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV.
Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here along with all of you. And I like seeing a lot of new names and faces and stuff in the chat. It's good to have you all here. Hopefully you stick around because we have plenty of things we talk about here. Uh, like I said, coming up tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, we've got the H2O podcast. On Saturday mornings, we have Good Morning Multiverse, which is on uh, 11 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. Uh, and of course, we've got our Star Trek news and our Star Wars news and, and all sorts of stuff. Hello, what about? Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Thomas asks if we've heard about the British horror writer Ramsey Campbell. Inspired by Lovecraft, very fortunate to know him as a mentor and friend. No, um, um, Mr. Harvey probably knows Campbell's name. Uh, I'm not a big horror fan myself, just uh, just in general terms. I've read some, you know, I, I, I enjoy Lovecraft. I've read a couple of Stephen King's, and I, I just, I'm just not a huge horror fan in, in that in that light. But uh, I do recognize that uh, that there are some great ones in there. There's some good good stories, and I'm sure that Mr. Harvey probably has heard of Ramsey Campbell, and. Maybe we ought to get Ramsey Campbell to come on live from the bunker and do an interview for an hour. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, okay, so I want to get into a little bit about Sony's involvement in all of this because that, to me, I think is one of the bigger aspects of this... Mm, I don't want to say revival of the show, but regeneration of the show let's say uh, <clears throat> yes i did that but it's a it, it's a potential revitalization of the show and i think that what we're looking at here with shooty being the new doctor shooty got what being the new doctor uh he's 29 years old he's a breakout actor breakout star on sex education People know who he is if they've been watching that show. It's comedy. But one of the things that I think factors into this is the fact that Shooty Gatwa has 2.7 million followers on Instagram. Now, I want to I want to say um well, what about, yes, you, we haven't heard of him here. He's a breakout star in the UK. I, 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 under, I, I get that. But and Th Thomas, uh, stay safe. Uh, good to see you here. Uh, don't miss your phone call. Shooty's Instagram. Now, right now it's reading 2.7 million followers. Before I went on the air, it was at 2.6. There are people, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start following them too, because there are people who, again, you know, it's like, what about? Nobody's, nobody's heard of this guy. Hello, Eastland. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And that's, that's going to be a thing, is what kind of following does this person have? Now, what about it says? They do base casting on TikTokers. This makes sense. They would cast them based on Insta followers. It, it, not entirely based on that, but you do have a lot of social media traffic where a lot of people are going, Shooty's going to be the next doctor. I may have to check this show out. And that's a key element of this. This is called 
Let me give you a little inside baseball as far as advertising goes. Something called brand loyalty. <clears throat> One of the things that advertisers ha have as their as one of their goals is to set up brand loyalty in the in the marketplace and by that it's it's you if you buy a toyota when you're 20 we still want you buying toyotas when you're 40 and 50 and 70 brand loyalty means you keep coming back to that brand electrolux vacuum cleaners nissan cars toyota's cars um, Honda lawn mowers, Black & Decker tools, that kind of thing. We want you to keep buying this brand. We want you to keep buying this product. And the key to brand loyalty, there's a couple of things. One, you got to make a good product that people like to buy. And two, you get them young-ish so that you have longevity built into that brand loyalty. If you get the 20 and 30-somethings to buy your product and they like your product, and they like how you treat them if they call customer service, if they have a problem with your product, then they'll keep buying your product. And if they buy your product in their 30s, and their 40s, and their 50s, and their 60s, you have this long-term relationship, this long-term connection between business and customer. And brand loyalty is very, very important. And one of the things that I point out in, my, in, in, all of the, in all of the media kits and stuff that I've put together for us here is that science fiction and fantasy fans and horror fans, genre fans, have an incredible amount of brand loyalty when it comes to things like Star Trek, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Planet of the Apes, Battlestar Galactica, all of these different shows... Or you get into DC and, and Marvel Comics. So you, all, all of these different things. Video games have, have people that have been fans for, for, for all the time. Brand loyalty is a very important key aspect in genre. And it's, it's something that it appears is part of the, of the thinking here. Because at 29 years old, let's say he does, let's say he does three years. He'll be in his 30s, which means he can come back for multiple doctor specials. He could go longer than three years. Who knows? He could be another breakout like Tenet. He could do four, five, six, seven years. He could have the longest run in Doctor Who history. We don't, we don't know how this is going to go. But with 2.7 million followers on, on Instagram, and he's not on Twitter, the articles have made, made a point of saying that. So he's not on Twitter, so he's Instagram. These are people who have followed him from other shows, and they're going to follow him to Doctor Who. And that's one of the, one of the pieces that I think Sony is looking at how do we revitalize this show? How do we get the numbers up? How do we get the ratings up? How do we generate interest in the merchandise? Because one, nobody's buying it. Two, nobody, nobody's wanting to license merchandise right now for 13. So you've got not, not quite wilderness years like we had after, after McCoy's run was canceled and the show was gone. But you have a, a, a very 
low interest level in the show right now. And they want to spark some of that and revitalize that attention. But you're also going to do that because established fans have walked away from the show. So, okay, so here's our problem. How do we get, how do we get established fans to come back? And Russell T. Davies is the answer to that. Maybe. A lot, of, a lot of fans kind of looked and, oh, Davies is coming back? That's a big thing because Davies said he was done. So Davies is back. So established fans who walked away kind of maybe, maybe might have an interest. You have a new doctor, a male doctor. So there's that to consider. And yes, he's black, but we've... I, it's always been it's always been one of those things where somebody somebody said it could happen at some point and in this day and age it's not a surprise and it it shouldn't matter so you've got that as well he's young which means he could stick around for a while and establish a fan base and win over the fans who have walked away, maybe. That's going to be word of mouth. People are going to look at it and they go, hey, he did pretty good. Hey, this was a good story. Davies is bringing it back. J- Davies has fixed it. I'm sure that's what Sony is hoping. <coughs> and for those of you who haven't been keeping up, Sony now owns the production company Bad Wolf, which is making Doctor Who. The BBC gave it up. I mean, they still own the license. It's still their show. But BBC is not producing the show. Bad Wolf is producing the show. And Sony owns at least a piece of Bad Wolf. And when that transaction happened, when that acquisition happened, you're going to... There was a lot of speculation. Does that mean that Sony might be interested in making a Doctor Who movie? Well, they might be, except right now the show's in the tank and nobody's watching it. So you got to revitalize the show first and get the interest back up and get the audience back to where it was and get the merchandise sales back up. And then you can think about making a movie. But also stop and consider that this is Sony. And Sony, I think, (coughs) maybe, I think... Maybe Sony has learned a lesson or two in the last four or five years because you've got a couple of things here. Remember, Sony does not have a streaming service. Sony relies on butts in the seats in the theaters. And if Sony's going to get involved in television, then Sony's producing television for other places to distribute, and you still have to have the numbers, the audience numbers, the viewership numbers to justify the expense of making that show year after year. So it's not just, hey, we'll put this on the streaming service and it's just, it's content. But Sony has also been giving us things like Cobra Kai, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home, which all of those are fan service. 
and the the fans have been responding. There's been a lot of positive buzz about all of those. Response to those have all been very positive. And and Spider-Man No Way Home was pure fan service. Ghostbusters Afterlife retconned out 2016's movie. Gone. So somebody over at Sony might might be looking at the long term and sitting there saying, you know what? We can't afford to alienate our customer base by doing the marketing like we did before. There's somebody there's somebody over at Sony that's actually thinking ahead, I think. And Sony buys Bad Wolf. They have to have a reason why they buy Bad Wolf. They're interested in something. And the potential that Doctor Who has as the next big franchise as far as theatrical movies go might be just enough to pique Sony's interest and say, hey, we could have something here that we could exploit. But in order to do the movies, we have to fix the TV show. Because if nobody's watching the TV show, then nobody's going to come see the movies. <coughs> and I don't think that it's an accident of timing that the Peter Cushing movies are getting 4K release, and that was announced here a, a few weeks ago, after we learned that Russell T. Davis was coming back. They're probably not connected in terms of, you know, story or narrative or anything, but it's a PR thing. The Doctor Who movies are going to be available in 4K, remastered, scanned from the original negatives. That's an expense that you don't go through unless you think there's a reason to do it. Look at these Doctor Who movies. Now we fix the TV show and you can come watch the new Doctor Who movies. I think Sony's playing a long game here. And hiring a young actor to play the Doctor. He's not the youngest. I think Matt Smith is still... Uh, I think Matt Smith is still the youngest. I think he's, what, 25 when he got hired to play the Doctor? <coughs> Don't quote me on that. I, I can't remember for sure. But having a 29-year-old actor to play the Doctor who's already got a following because of his other work and yes, the social media aspect of it does come into play here. But if even 30% of his following checks out the show when it debuts next year, that's a, that's a pretty significant number. Now, there's no guarantee that they'll stay. That's on Davies. Because these, these people who are following him on social media and these people who have been you know watching him on, on sex education, they think he's a really phenomenal actor. These people already appreciate his talent as a performer. And a lot of people said really good things about Jodie Whittaker as a performer before she started her run. 
And a lot of people in the aftermath here, looking back, hindsight says she got a lot of crap scripts. So, he, everybody thinks he's got talent. He's won awards. He's won BAFTAs. He's been nominated every single year for, for sex education for BAFTA. So there's an acknowledgement there of his skill set. And Davies even says they had somebody else picked out. Shooty's audition was the last one, and he just stole it. So everything that people are talking about right now has to do with his talent as an actor. Nobody's talking about the fact that he's black, and that's smart. That's good. What we do in the long term, what, what kind of marketing we get, who knows? But right now, they're being smart at not taking that path and how they promote this thing. So, we'll see. All right, let me catch up here. Uh, Wolverine says, yeah, Matt Smith was like 26, so yes, the youngest. Peter Davidson commented on his casting, was worried he wouldn't have the gravitas to pull it off. Yeah, because Davidson, up at that point, Davidson had been the youngest, and and not even really young. <coughs> so, we'll see. Um... Let's see. Let me go through. Uh, let me go through here. Um, Eastland hopes that he's uh, he moves like a younger Adrian Paul, who was a, a, a dancer choreographer, had an Italian mother. I, who who knows? I, I don't know if Shooty's got any dance in his in his background or not. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what about says we know awards aren't based on merit any longer. Some of them still kind of think about some of that. So, uh, and yes, Davies did say he he blew them away in his audition. So whatever it was, he did. And and yeah, Mindy is is right. I hope we do see it at some point. Maybe we'll get a behind the scenes clip or something over on BBC's YouTube channel. And I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going to make any assumptions at this point. I've never seen his work. I've never seen this guy on screen at all. So we'll see. I'm curious. I know a lot of people are curious. I know a lot of people are sitting there going, well, we'll have to see. And I know a lot of people are sitting there going, well, this is just more woke crap because he's black and it's identity and that's what they're going for. And like I've said before, there is a real danger that those of us on the more conservative side of things, let's say, not necessarily Republican-Democrat, but there is a danger in making the assumption that something is going to be woke simply because of a particular characteristic. I haven't seen anything in the promotion of this guy that says that they're thinking about that. I could be wrong. It could very well be that as we get closer to 2023 and the actual work is going on, that they start to they start to promote the identity politics stuff. But they're not doing it yet. 
And that's a good thing. How long that's going to last, who knows? Anybody, anybody's guess right now. It's up in the air. But I think Sony is looking at this uh, from, the, from the standpoint of the long-term investment that they've made in Bad Wolf and what kind of return they're going to get on it. And <coughs> it could very well be that they're, they're, they also are looking at Disney and Disney's investment in Lucasfilm not quite paying off the way it's supposed to. And it could very well be that Sony is sitting there going, I, we don't need to be making the same mistakes that everybody else has made. We're going to tread cautiously here. But in order to... In order to... Improve our chances that we'll have a successful theatrical movie, we need to get the show back on course. And I think hiring Davies is the first step to that. People are sitting there going, well, maybe he's going to fix it. If he retcons Timeless Child, a lot of people come back. Because William Hartnell was the first doctor. I will die on that hill. I, I you know, as much as, much as I've read about what, what Chibnall did, I don't have any interest in it. William Hartnell was the first doctor. I stand by that forever and a day. Will this guy be a good doctor? Who knows? Personally, I like older actors as the doctor. I, I, I'm, I'm partial to Tom Baker, Peter Capaldi, and uh, uh, John Pertwee, and you know that's. Uh, I think, I think Matt Smith was too young. He did, he did fine. I mean, he's, he's, he's a fine doctor. Tenet, Tenet was okay too. One thing that I definitely want Davies to avoid, and this is really important, Shooty Gotwood does not need to play sexy doctor. Okay? We need Tom Baker alien doctor. We need slightly off he's not human. We need those reminders that he's not human he has an interest in earth for whatever reason he has an interest in humanity and all of the potential that humanity has and it fascinates him and it and it and it and it encourages him but he's not human and his emotions need to reflect that his thinking needs to reflect that his behavior needs to reflect that and he's still not a gender no I just, I, 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 there are so many ways that this could go wrong, but there are plenty of ways that this could go right too. And it's really, really, really too soon to tell one way or the other. So far, I'm encouraged by what I've seen in, in the advert, yeah, in the, in the interviews, in the, in the promotion so far. And now, of course, it's just the weekend. I mean, it's just, this news has just broke. So, there's a lot of time between now and 2023 for the whole thing to go off the rails. But also stop and consider this other thing. The last episode for Jodie Whittaker brings back two classic companions. We're going to see Ace and we're going to see Tegan. What if they stay 
What if Ace and Tegan, I don't know if they will, they probably won't, but what if they do? Or one of them, I mean, who knows? But you've got Ace and Tegan in Jody's last episode. What if they stay? Yaz is not going to stay. We haven't heard anything about Dan yet. <clears throat> but can you imagine? Davies could do it. He brought back Sarah Jane. And what about I'm perfectly fine if Jody comes back for a multi-doctor episode? <clears throat> because we've had multi-doctor episodes and it's going to be the 60th anniversary and they're going to do this big hype de hoop de doo and it's, and, and, and it's appropriate to have multiple doctors from various eras. I, I would be perfectly fine, and I wanted this for the 50th. 60th, you could do it if, if Davies decides he wants to do it. Bring back all of the doctors that are still alive and, have sh and, and, and put a gun to Sean, Her Sean Pertwee's head and make him play three. Sean is the only one who could do it. Uh, and, and, you know, if Jody and the if Jody and the new guy do a, do a team up, that's fine. It's all in the writing. If the story is good and you have good performers with a good story, that can go a whole lot further than a really talented performer who's desperately trying to elevate the material. You can only go f so far. But yeah, I want to see Sean Pertwee play the third Doctor. He's cosplayed as his dad. I mean, he's a spitting image of him. And we've got Michael Trotton playing second Doctor over in the Big Finish audio. There's legacy there. And that means something to fans. <clears throat> Wolverine says, I'd love to see Sean Pertwee play the third Doctor. He'd even make a good Bond. I think maybe. Yeah, he might be. As much as I hate to say, he might be a little old to play Bond now. Uh, but five years ago, ten years ago, yeah, sure, I could see him playing Bond. And yeah, sure, he could play a he could play an older Bond now. Um, it's I don't know what they're going to do with that franchise. Uh, that's. That I, that's a that's a mess on its way in, <clears throat> but we'll see. But anyway, yeah. Good luck to Shudigawa. We'll see what happens. We've got plenty of time to to speculate and form our theories and get some ideas and who knows? I I yeah. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what Davies does with it. That's the key. What is what is Russell T. Davies going to do? Because he's got a big obstacle in the way with the timeless child. That's that's a that's an elephant in the room that is going to have to be addressed one way or the other. And if he accepts it as canon, that he goes forward with it still in place, you're not saving the show. However many followers 
Shooty got was got on Instagram. You're not going to save the show if you don't retcon the timeless child. I, I, that's just that's just my thought. Your mileage may vary. And if you have thoughts, you can leave them as comments, or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And uh, be sure to check out uh, all of our social media channels if you want. We're on four different video channels, uh, including Odyssey and Twitch. If you're on Odyssey, uh, the the live chat function on Odyssey requires you to have a channel uh, because that's it. It's a way for them to cut down on all of the bot activity, so uh, it, it reduces the potential for spam bots and porn bots and all that other stuff. Uh, so there is there is that. Um, we've also got a newsletter, we've got a tip jar and PayPal, subscribe to our account, so, uh, so all of those good things, you can connect with us at various different places. And, of course, we do want you to keep coming back here. Wolverine, yes, you're right. Hartnell is the first Doctor, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, and yes, the rest of the week, we are going to be dark on this show. It's going to be, unless something just blows up, because I've got to clean out email, and that's going to take six days. So, so somewhere between now and then. But but do check out H two O podcast tonight, nine p.m. Eastern, which right now, as of uh, now, is in uh, s- uh, seven hours. We'll be back. All right. I will leave you with this thought. This is from. This is from the fourth doctor. If I can find it. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. One other thing. And I forgot this. Let me let me do this real quick. We're not done yet. This is something. And I think I think this is significant. Because when it goes into it goes into uh, uh, what what Judy has been saying about things. This is this is an article from Pop Buzz. The headline is Shooty Gotwood Gay. Now hang on, hang on. It's not that's not what this that's not what I'm going to point out. Because I go down here and I read this article. And it says Shooty Gotwood plays a gay character in sex education on Netflix. But he has never publicly discussed his own sexuality. Recent interviews have stated that Shooty prefers not to talk about his personal life. Stick that in your hat because maybe that means he's not going to talk politics, identity. That might matter. It might come into play. Just something to think about on your way out the door. I will leave you with this quote from the fourth doctor. There's no point being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 